and welcome to Retrospection. In this episode, we're up against the clock, and we look at the 1992 low-budget British science fiction film Split Second. My name's Colin. And he's eating human hearts, for Christ's sake! <laughs> Very carry-on. Ooh, human hearts? Who would have funk it? That's not the one I thought you were going to say. It's not? And the one, no, the one I thought you were going to say, I purposely didn't write it down because I was convinced you were going to do it. But you didn't do it. What was the one that you thought I was going to do? I think it was the one, we're not partners and I'm not crazy. Something like oh, that. Oh, alright. Still, as you mean to go on, you've let me down, but alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And my name's Paul and hey, don't be a creep and peep, okay? Now, you said don't be a creep, but you said it in the way that was very creepy. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I could do it differently. I could give you a different 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 reading. Different reading. Go on then. Different reading. Okay. Figures a table read. I sat around. You've got the script. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a different one. Okay. And my name's Paul, and hey, don't be a creep and peep, all right? I had lived there a bit as well. Thank you. Um, that's all we need to hear now. If you could just send the next person in on your way out. Aww. You think that's what actors do? When they go, oh! <laughs> they don't get off of the rock. Look at the door. Dosh guard, darn it. <laughs> oh! I could do it another way. Hang on. I'm a man of a million voices. All of them sound the same. They do, you're not wrong. TMDB says, in a flooded future London, Detective Harley Stone hunts a serial killer who murdered his partner and has haunted him ever since. But he soon discovers what he is hunting might not be human. You know, the way you did that was better than some of the deliveries in this movie. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, book me for your deliveries, not babies, don't do those. I'm, I'm glad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Imagine you delivering a baby. Yeah, oh. like, 22, 23, hi! Poof! <laughs> Throw it Don't go down the business end, stay up the top, alright? <laughs> You've got that to do at the business end, stay at the top, is that, what, yeah, is that your exactly. catchphrase? Yes. It is now. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. The film stars, Rook Kahua as Harley Stone, Kim Cattrall as Michelle McLean, Alistair Duncan as Detective Dick Durkin. Michael J. Pollard as the Rat Catcher, Alan Armstrong as Frasher, Pete Passivalwaite as Paulson, and Ian Jury as JJ. It's a good cast. You can't say it's not a good cast. Right, best Ian Jury albums. Come on, Paul. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't Do it I yourself. Nineteen seventy-nine. Our oh, new pants. New pants. New boots and panties. Nineteen seventy-seven. Stiff records. Come on, Paul. Not really a Biggie and Jury fan. Oh, you're fired. Get out. What's that song? Hit me with his rhythm stick or something? Ah, such such a lame-o. <laughs> it kind of it, it rubs me up the wrong way. I don't know why. You like being rubbed up the wrong way. Depends on who's rubbing me, but... It does, does. If it's Ian Jury, I'm not really that fussed. No, if it's a guy called Bruno, you're all for it. <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you've tried it. No, I won't. Got, Is that a lyric from the good. song? It might be. He's got special hands. Yeah. Written by Gary Scott Thompson and directed mostly by Tony Maylam. Pity he's not called Mayhem. Tony Mayhem. He's a cop. He doesn't play by the rules. He makes them. But every day <laughs> for this detective is Mayhem. See? Again, better than anything written in this movie. Mm. The, the original script... Um, called Pentagram. It was actually set in LA, wasn't it? It was... Um, it was, yeah. It, it all, but all, it wasn't about whatever this is, aliens no. or no. creatures or anything. I guess that's why the uh, the astrology kind of bleeds into this script. Pentagrams yeah, I think so. and you yeah. know, mysticism. Originally written with Harrison Ford in mind. <laughs> Shoot for the stars, eh? Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aim a little lower, lad. <laughs> I wonder how many it went through before they got to Rutger Hauer. Well, if you think about it, it's just the cast of Blade Runner, so probably not that far. It <laughs> just went not through really, that no. script. <laughs> Brian James, <laughs> is he free? It, um, Rutger Hauer's career, it, 
it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I always kind of wonder if after Blade Runner, he he, he would just take whatever was offered to him. Hmm. I mean, he's done some turkeys. Yeah. He's done I some mean, good movies a, as well, but he's done he some He was turkeys. what I call a jobbing actor. I think that's what it is, and I think that's what this is as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Norrington designed the creature. Well, what other things did he design, Paul? I don't know. What did he design? Well, he was part of the creature crew on Aliens and Alien 3. Which, this looks very similar, except obviously he shopped at Oddbins for the parts. <laughs> it, it, it does have a very alien vibe to it, doesn't it? And considering that he only apparently had three weeks to design the creature in this movie... Three weeks, okay. Kind of makes sense, really, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It resembles something else quite a lot. It does, yeah, yeah. Script was being rewritten during filming. Yeah, and and, and the actual movie was shot in eight weeks with three weeks of (laughs) pre-production. Doesn't show, does it? Well, I... Uh, let's. I'll talk about that in my summarization. All right. Oh, this could be interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ian Sharp stepped in to finish directing after Malam walked away. What else did Ian Sharp direct, Paul? Now you keep doing this to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because usually you're the one that like copies and pastes from IMDb. I don't. I don't. No, I don't copy. No, <laughs> I, know, I copy. I don't paste. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um. I don't know what he directed. I, I did read that um, the original director, as you say, Tony Mayhem, quit because he said that he was stressed out. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is that hmm, is that what you do? You just go, oh, stressed out. See ya. <laughs> you tap out and that's it. I'm done. Of your, your $5 million film? Five? Oh, I had seven down. Oh, you did? It's gone couple, up. Inflation. Yeah, yeah. So go on. What did he direct? Ian Sharp. Who does wins? That was a weird sound. <laughs> was that supposed to communicate? That was me thinking. Um, I make that sound. Is that what you do when you think? I do. Yes. You, you do a Kenneth Williams impression. I, I, it wasn't really Kenneth Williams, was it? It was your impression of Kenneth Williams. I no, didn't my, say it was Kenneth Williams. No, my impression of Kenneth Williams is more. Oh, actually, no, that's so. That was worse. That was that was almost racist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll leave that one there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's, 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 he can turn out a good movie, that guy, then, Ian Sharp. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know how much time he had to suddenly step in and work on this. Mm-hmm. So, I, know, I think... Well, I'm not pinning the blame on him. The blame? Oh, interesting. He... For how good it is. Oh, okay. He, um, I think he directed most of the, 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 the last sort of, Half yes. an hour of the movie, the, didn't he? The, the yeah, whole yeah. confrontation, if you can call it that. Yeah. I read that the film underperformed in the USA because it was released at the same time as the LA riots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason. <laughs> you, you, you keep clinging to that one. Yeah. <laughs> go on, give it a go. Well, there's reasons go. It's a, it's a good enough reason to have, isn't it? It's, you know, it's not the dog ate my homework, is it? It's not that kind of excuse, you know. No, no, no. This film was made in 1992 and is set in 2008 with a flooded London. They weren't very optimistic setting it a mere 16 years in the future. Global warming was, was, I know it's still a thing, but it was just becoming a thing, wasn't it, then? No, it's been a thing. I I watched an episode of The Chips from the 1970s and global warming was a thing in one of the episodes. Was it really? It's been around a long time, Paul. (laughs) I'm sure it's been around a long time, but it wasn't something that crossed my path. (laughs) (laughs) Shows you how lack we've been at actually doing something about it. In all fairness to this movie, though, it it, it is an interesting idea, an interesting setting. You know, a, a London that's partially swamped by large puddles yeah i mean i assumed that they set it so close to the present time that it was being made because if you set it too far in the future then you have to imagine a world that is totally unlike ours but if it's just 16 years then it's pretty much the same but with water yeah i i think and this is something i'm going to mention in my summary that there is a, a there is a movie here 
trying to get out. There's some good ideas in this. And I think that mm. it's the kind of movie that if you made it today with a bigger budget and had better better central ideas. So, I mean, if I was going to remake this, I would have... I'd go full on and, and set it maybe... Well, here we go. Here we go. Paul, Paul the director. Go yeah, on, I'd set it maybe set it... 30 years in the future. 30 years in the future. From from 1992? Not from now. From now. Oh, from yeah. now. So it would be... Okay. Same okay. things happen. London's been swamped by water yep. but but I get rid of yep. cars altogether and and the streets are just it's all boats and things it's all boats yeah. boats what, what what kind of budget are we shooting for oh, here Paul? yeah it wouldn't be 7 7 million <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just wondering about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Need, need a few sets for that but but it's an interesting idea isn't it yeah like london's become the venice of the future yeah yeah definitely but they couldn't do it because obviously they didn't have the yeah, money budget mm-hmm. i don't know no, you're right. In the, the the crawl that appears on the screen, setting the film up, it says it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Obviously the biblical reference, but it, would that be enough to flood London? That sounds like a summer. <laughs> I don't know. It rained for one night outside my house and my garage got flooded a few years ago. So. Did it just 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 outside your just house? It, I mean, that's a that's a vendetta. <laughs> I don't have a word of God about that. It's just else. Everyone else is going. Look at that house. It's pissing yeah. down over there. <laughs> Nowhere else. Is that one black cloud that hangs over me all the time, Colin? So we open with a police hovercraft, which is it's neat looking, right? Especially as it goes through the Thames barrier. Did did the barrier not work? Well, it was forty days and forty nights. It would have gone over it at some point, wouldn't it? doesn't even look closed. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And to be honest with you, they throughout this whole film, they say that London's flooded, but the only time you ever see actual flooded is a couple of inches of puddles outside of certain buildings, and the rest of the time, they're driving through central London, and it's just a bit wet, like it's rained, you know, <laughs> on the street, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do get, like, Sylvester Stallone vibes when we see Rutger putting on his glasses, although I did notice... He starts by holding this like massive gun up in the air, but after a few steps, he lowers it to rest on his shoulder, like he's like, "Ooh, that's actually heavier than I thought it would be." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, yeah, I'm macho." Oh, jeez, oh, hold on, this is heavy. He, he is dressed a bit like he's going to an S and M convention, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's. I keep pulling up Blade Runner, but it's like whoever designed it looked at Blade Runner and went, yeah, let's just do that, but cheaper. And, and this this opening scene as well, where he's coming out and then he, he walks and gets in gets into his Jeep. <clears throat> I was As well as the Blade Runner stuff, which is, well, <laughs> in a minute in the nightclub, he's definitely Blade Runner, isn't it? I was also getting vibes of yeah. Escape from New York. Yes, yes, yeah. It's, it's pulling in from a lot of low-budget Definitely, films. and the music has got a whiff of... Um, 70s airplane disaster movies to it as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one. All right, so we're after a good mm-hmm. start. Now, Stone is... He, we get, like, radio messages that Stone is armed and considered dangerous. So at first you're like, wait, is he the good guy? Is he a villain or what? And he's being followed by another detective. He's a rogue element, Colin. That's what he is. He's a rogue... Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, and he... he he lights his cigar with a burner. <laughs> it's a flamethrower, isn't it, that he uses? <laughs> it's basically, yeah. Yeah. So he goes to a nightclub and he uh, <clears throat> calls the dog a dickhead. He does. No need for that. No. A dog's probably thinking the same thing. Probably. The way it looks at him. Uh, and this this underground club, it, again, we say it's Blade Runner, but it's like Blade Runner, but cheaper British and a bit shit, isn't it? It reminds me of you. You remember when we went for a period where these British TV shows did these like sci-fi stuff, but clearly didn't have the scripts or mm-hmm. the budget. One of them that I positively hated, but you oh, loved. Oh, go on. Remind me. Bugs. <laughs> no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Where, where is this? Where... Here we go. This is this this is where Paul reshapes history. <laughs> hang on. Get ready for this. Get ready for where this. Did, this is a reforming of history. You've said you've you've laid this on me before. Uh, where did this mm-hmm, come I from? Have. That I used to watch Bugs. By you telling me that you loved it. I have no memory of that. And me saying it's shit. Was that Bugs? 
Yeah, that the one, was Bugs, the one with yeah. the guy from 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 Neighbours. Wasn't he from El Dorado? Was he? I think so. So I. Two, two old men get confused over soap operas. Stand by for action. Well, if that was Bugs, then yeah, I did watch it. Yeah. This is this is the episode that goes for the podcasting awards. <laughs> two old men trying to remember the name of an act. Jesse, Jesse Bird or something like that. Oh, I don't something know. Something like that. Looks like uh, the guy, uh, Matt Kermode. Oh, yeah. He was in it, wasn't he? Was it? Yeah. Oh, was yeah. that Bugs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Bugs. It's awful. Yeah, I did kind of like that show, yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll <laughs> that give you was that right. One. All right. Yeah. But this is what this reminds me of, that. Kind oh, of it's thing. not bugs quality, is it? Now, when you say that, do you mean it's not reaching the levels of bugs quality in highness, or it's not going as low as bugs? No, the first one. Really? Yeah. It's not as... Oh, come on. I mean, bugs had BBC money behind it. Got to account for Do something, what, doesn't it? Do you know what channel it ran on? BBC, wasn't it? Was it BBC? Yeah. All right. It's coming back. I feel to like me. throwing that ju- just to confuse you. It's coming back to me. It's coming just back to taste me. it. Is it? It was BBC. Like a bad dream. It's a Saturday night on BBC. I remember it now. It's coming back to me. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's no Yellow Fred Street. I'm telling you. Still waiting for that to turn up on Britbox. It never will, though. No, it won't, because of licensing issues. Nobody knows who owns it. No. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, nah, yeah. It's actually I hated it when it was shown originally. Yellow Fred Street. This is weird. Why are we talking about this? But anyway, and then I've rewatched it recently because I acquired them somehow, and uh, quite quite enjoyed it. Silly, but fun. Oh. yeah. So there you go. People change. Things change. We all move on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where this is going? Foreshadowing there. Yeah, it's just like Marvel, isn't it? It's going to be a cut scene at the end of the episode. Yeah, I can just play this back again. So he goes to a nightclub that's run by JJ, and he he only drinks coffee. Uh, Yeah, he does. And we should say that this, his diet is coffee, chocolate, and anxiety. And that was um, apparently labeled the Rutger Hauer diet. What, in real life? In real life, yeah. Oh. I mean... You could probably alleviate the anxiety by cutting out the coffee and the chocolate. But <laughs> yeah. also, apart from that, it sounds like my diet. But anyway, does Stone seem anxious to you? When I think anxiety, I think Woody Allen. I mean, I, I, I'm not afraid of death. I just, I just don't want to be there when it happens. You know, that kind of thing. I don't think of a guy <laughs> running around shooting people. So, um, yeah, so he doesn't drink alcohol. Yeah, so he doesn't drink alcohol. He wants two coffees, extra sugar. Yeah. I don't like sugar in my coffee. I don't drink coffee. Don't like coffee. Oh, no, you don't like anything. This is true, yes. I like... You might as well just... I mean, your ideal of a perfect world would be like in Star Trek when they just get those green squares to eat. I like something, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, beer you like. I do, yes. Would you be gutted if beer came in like a green square? Yeah, I think I would. What is it? What, what I mean? What is it about the beer? Like, is it the fact that you get intoxicated? I mean, clearly it's not because you're drinking like the cheapest crap you can no, find. No, this is not cheap, cheap. Oh, it is. It's down there, isn't it? <laughs> Look, we don't have to talk it's about. Like you, you one step away from riding a we, pickup truck and shooting people. But we don't have to cast aspersions on what beer I'm drinking. All I'm saying is, I drink it because I like the taste of beer. I do like, and I, obviously, I like the. Other aspects of it as well. Why are we yeah. talking about me drinking beer? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Just to talk about this, I I really don't like pilsner. Do you know that type no. of beer? I've discovered that I'm just not a fan. I can recognise it blindfolded, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. What is it about it? To I don't know. I just don't. Not keen on it. Every pilsner I've ever tasted, no matter who makes it. Just don't like it. Oh, okay. Well, you're you're a um, yeah. You're a IPA man, though, aren't you? Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at yep. Cam, says IPA, says yes. Have you noticed we're not talking about this film much? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get back to the film. Good luck editing this one. Oh, it'll be fun. Was that so? So, uh, 
So while he's in the the bar, the, a woman goes for a pee mm-hmm. to the loo, and she asks him to like watch the door. Yes, but don't be a creep. Can she lock don't it? Don't be a creep. Yeah, don't be a creep. Yeah. And she gets killed. She does. She does. And he, when he goes in and looks at the body, he covers her up with his coat. I'll be making. It's, yeah, which I've been making sure I get that back. It's a nice coat. That that was my point as well. Does he do that with every victim? <laughs> has he got like? Is he just keep? Is he like charging it to work? Yeah. Oh, you, you look. What's this? What's this for a leather coat? Another one? Yeah, yeah. It's got blood on it. I laid it over a victim. Well, he does. He does start wearing it again later. So he obviously gets it back. Who gives it him back? Did he sneaks in? Takes it off the body later. Yeah, has he got his yeah. name? Like like a child with his <laughs> undershorts or something? Got a name in it? Yeah, probably. Who's probably. this? Oh, it's Stones. <laughs> Do they dry clean him before they give it him I back? I bloody hope so. Yeah, mm. I would too. Mm. Yeah. Blood's really hard to get out of leather. If it's ingrained. You would know. I remember when you tried to get it out the inside of that gib mask. Yeah, that was hard work. Though. I had to scrub it really hard, yeah. vigorously. I know what you yeah, did. Vigorously. Yeah. So he goes back after the murder. He goes back to the um, police station, uh, and, he, yes. and yes, Captain he does. Exposition. Oh, can I can I interrupt mm-hmm. here? Sorry. Can I can I point out that he keeps talking to the dog? Sorry, before he goes back, he does keep talking to the dog, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean. He calls the dog a dickhead mm-hmm. again. He's like, I know what you've seen. You've seen the killer and all this stuff in the, in the bar. And at first I was thinking we were in a future where dogs can talk. <laughs> and the rest of the film is Stone having to protect the dog as a witness. Mayhem too. When Tony Mayhem is forced to protect a canine witness, mayhem ensues. And only one of them is house train. <laughs> I'd watch it. Would, yeah, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? We'd yeah. do a podcast on it yeah. if it came out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. oh, tell me about it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, so um, I wonder whether that was going to go anywhere. Yeah, what, with the dog. Yes. No. No. I, I felt like even like he maybe adopted yeah. the dog or something, mm. or the dog helped him at some point, or. Oh, you know, he, he kicked the door open, the dog's playing poker. Whatever, we love the something. Dogs. One of them's playing pool in the corner. So why does he keep yeah. talking to dogs? It, it, the same scene happens again later with a child, doesn't it? And that doesn't go anywhere either. No. So Stone can sense the killer is around, but loses him and, and says, I can hear his heartbeat. I mean, really? You can hear? I mean, fair enough, it is loud. We can bloody hear it. Yeah, but there is a reason for that later, isn't there? That we find out. I mean, the chances are this killer's going to die of a heart attack. Well, they're linked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so loud. It is, it is rather loud, yeah. yes. yes. So they go back to the police station and um, Captain Exposition fills everyone in on Stone's backstory, doesn't he? Frasher. What? That's, it, that's his name. Frasher. Frasher. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know yep. that. In the credits. Is it... Do you think the dialogue feels like something that we might have written when we were 14 years old? Oh, yeah, like, is it... Uh, what is it? Um, his police partner, Foster, was murdered by a serial killer and Stone was there. Stone was having an affair with Foster's wife. It's probably why he didn't try too hard to save Foster, though, right? <laughs> That's probably right, yeah. 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 And then, filled with guilt, he, he left her and... Hit the booze, lives on coffee, anxiety, and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Terrible. It was very um, one of the one of the ones that made me cringe. And it's only a little, a little throwaway line that they do, but it's so cringeworthy. Is when um, Durkin says to to the captain guy, "They say they say he's the best," and he looks at him and goes, "He is." <laughs> this is after saying that Stone shot a trash can. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's really the best. He's shooting garbage cans. <laughs> so I noticed there's a lot of Americanisms in this film. Do you think they had an eye on the American market? Oh, I, this is something I was going to say to you as well. It's It's got that embarrassment factor where... You know, it's happened a lot, particularly in the 90s, I thought, the late 80s, early 90s, where 
we went through this phase in British cinema where we tried to make these kind of American-style movies set in, in the UK, but gave them dialogue that is better suited to American actors. So when they say it with a right. British accent, it all seems a bit shit. Yeah, and you also have to point out one-tenth of the budget. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's, again, cringy, isn't it? And a bit embarrassing. And it's like, ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and especially as you look at this, pretty much everybody in it is a British TV actor. <laughs> yeah. But we got Pete Postlethwaite. Although he, w- he wasn't anything yeah, back then, was he? But he became... That's something. what I mean. Like a lot of the a lot of the people go on to better yeah. things. But mm-hmm. at this point, even the, some of the background actors are like, oh, he was in that show and he mm-hmm. was in this show. Yeah. 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 So they lock him in a cell, Stone, because he's having a bit of a meltdown, isn't he? He starts oh, yeah. shaking the bars, doesn't he? And screaming. Yeah. You don't remember this bit at all, do you? No, I, I can see on your no, face. You I, I really don't. What I'm talking I, about. I've, I, I've got that he enters the HQ and he's getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wait, why is he? Why is it? Why is, and then that Paulson is like, what the fuck are you doing here, Stone? I thought you, why have I done American? They weren't American, were they? They were doing British. What the fuck are you doing here, Stone? I thought you were suspended. I'm getting a coffee, mate. It's like no coffee for people who are suspended. So I don't remember the cell bit. I blanked that. Yeah, because he had he had the meltdown at the crime scene, didn't he? He thought he was having a heart attack, and he and he they had to take him away. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he had so many oh, meltdowns. It was hard to remember which one you're talking about. Yes, but you're right. the um the the bit that you were just talking about with the with the cop that hates Stone's guts. I'm going to point him out as we hit as we hit every single one. Cliche number one. Oh, actually, no, it's about cliche number three at this point, isn't it? I missed the uh, the previous yeah, ones. Yeah, but... it is. Yeah, you've missed them. But, but there's yeah. there's cli- every cliche you can think of with some kind of cop thing is in this movie, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Stone is called into Frasher's office. Mm-hmm. And Stone tells him the killer is back. And at this point, Frasher, like, looks off screen and says... I thought you said this guy wouldn't be back. And then Durkin steps into mm-hmm. screen. I mean, nice director. Because <laughs> I was wondering, who the hell's fresh you're talking to? <laughs> you're supposed to establish who's in mm-hmm. the room before anybody speaks to them. Not suddenly look off screen and go, oh, hello. And then have your actor walk in. It, it all feels a bit amateur hour, doesn't it? Surely, it's pretty basic to know that you kind of need to tell people who's yeah. in a room before you start yeah. dialogue. Yeah, definitely. Well, this yeah. is this is Dick Durkin. It is, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, a graduate. He's a, he's a, is this cliche number four? It by is. Any it chance? is indeed, he's like yes. the college graduate yeah. who knows all about psychology mm-hmm. and criminology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. obviously, Stone thinks that he's a nerd. At this, at this point, yes. At this point, right. right. Gotta yeah. say, Dick Durkin yeah. sounds like a sex toy, doesn't it? I wouldn't know about that. Of course. So, Roger <laughs> Howard can't decide in this movie if he's. Is he being intense as an actor? Or is he just. And taking it seriously? Or is he just winging it, do you think? I don't think he's camping, so he's not in any tents. <laughs> I walked into that, didn't I? Uh... <laughs> Yeah. You think he's winging it, or do you think he's invested? I mean, he's, pre- he's in pretty much every yeah, it's scene. Very hard isn't to, it? It's very hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe he's just enjoying himself. Yeah, uh, the way he plays it, there's a little bit of uh, Roy Batty in there as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, oh, there's a lot of uh, Blade Runner mm-hmm. in this. And we we learn that he's paranoid apparently, and he carries multiple mm-hmm. guns. And, you know, we get all this shouting and, like, so he was suspended and now he's now off mm-hmm. suspension and back on duty. But he's got to, he's got to take Durkin what, as a partner, what, as a condition. Yeah, but what did he do previously that his boss went, you know what, I don't think you should be suspended anymore. You're clearly well balanced. Yeah, there is that. And he takes his gun off him, doesn't he? At this point, doesn't he give him his gun back? He's taking the guns off him. So many guns. <laughs> it's, a lot, 
It's hard to say because he's no longer suspended. So why would he take his gun off him? And never has there been so many guns in a movie, and none of them look real. <laughs> I'm true. pretty sure some of them are just just Nerf guns painted black. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Stone says the immortal lines, I work alone. Of course. There's another cliche. Yes. Then he gets a massive package delivered ooh, at headquarters, ooh. which is full of detectives mm-hmm. who don't see it being delivered. And it contains a hurt on ice. See, I thought another thing that, that would have been interesting that I thought we were we were going to get is maybe no one ever sees this killer because he can take over things, take over people. Like he could have taken over the dog, could have been inside the kid that he talks to later, could have been in one of the cops in the precinct, uses them because it's supernatural, isn't it? You know, that would have been more interesting right. than a an alien creature knockoff that, that we get later. So then, who delivered this package? The alien in a bicycle helmet and uh, delivery costume? Or, or, yeah, or, or, or um, um, nobody saw, nobody noticed another cop walking that everybody knows put it down. But it's not a small package. It's, it's, it's a massive crate. I was like, it's just the alien in a bicycle helmet going, stone. Going, oh, yeah, just over there. Who delivered it? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> In a little helmet and a uh, high-visibility tabard. And, and claws. <laughs> and claws. <laughs> but don't you think a, a non-corporeal kind of, of, of bad guy in this movie that could possess people would have been, a, again, more interesting than a, than a rubber creature that we get later? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Although I would like to have had the scene with the creature booking the delivery. <laughs> Uh, where would you like this to go, sir? Okay. <laughs> Just stood in line, waiting. Yeah. Aisle number two, please. <laughs> <laughs> to the counter. You're in a Terry Pratchett coming out of your car, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to, trying to pay yeah. for it. Where's he got the money from? How's he paying for this delivery? He's got a job. Seriously, obviously. Doing what? <laughs> uh, like like London, um, the London uh, dungeons as an alien? <laughs> jumps out at people. <laughs> Look at his costume. Yeah, it's crap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's five million budget. Don't ask. <laughs> looks a bit like alien. Designed alien. Yeah, it looks a bit like alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a heart from the, from the murder scene, isn't it? That's in the package. It is. It's all very ice. Jack the Ripperish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, although you have to be like, you need a quick delivery in case the ice melted. What if the ice had melted? That wouldn't be bad, right? So it's just wet yeah, package dripping everywhere. So then they go to the nightclub where the murder took place, mm-hmm. and Stone decides to lay on the floor in the crime scene in the position that the uh, woman was murdered in. Again, this is something. This is a nice idea. That never goes anywhere. Maybe this is something he does. You know, he just lies in the getting in the scenes. mind of the killer kind of thing. Is that getting in the mind of the killer or getting in the mind of the victim? <laughs> it is the victim, is it? <laughs> when you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what have you discovered? Oh well, she was uh, eaten. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> oh. Great. Someone should tell him as well that he should never feed chocolate to a dog. That is true. Yeah. It kills him. Well, he, he already called it a dickhead, and then he kills it with some chocolate. So, Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nice, isn't it? Get animal cruelty on him. So they get a homicide mm-hmm. call, and it's another victim with a hat mm-hmm. torn out. And, and as they go, as they go, Durkin is cleaning his headlights, isn't he? And Stone just smears chocolate onto the headlight. It's like... Grow up, mate. How old are you? <laughs> yeah, all the stuff he does is really is. childish and petty. <laughs> yeah. And then at the crime scene, he shoots a rat. It explodes as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't that confuse the crime scene? Yeah, there's just rat guts everywhere. So so the killer murdered this person, then shot this rat. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> Oh, and we get another uh, cliche of the creepy pathologist guy. 
He's a bit strange and he's a bit weird. We never see him again, but he's in this scene. No, no, they're just one step away from having the crime scene guy eat a sandwich. Eat a sandwich <laughs> at the crime scene. And playing a tuba. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then his partner's gone, Foster's. Like mm-hmm. his ex-partner's gun is found at the scene and the ceiling has a blood-scrawling stir symbol. Yeah, yeah. So occultism might be involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not often that you see a hero in a movie who's on the verge of a heart attack all the way through it, is it? Uh, no, although I did wonder about Danny DeVito occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> That's different reasons, though. Different reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, different reasons, yeah, yeah. Then Paulson arrives at the crime scene with a cast of the teeth marks in the heart that was delivered to Stone. Mm-hmm. Why did Paulson take it to the crime scene and why is he giving it to Stone? Is Stone, Stone going to run around checking everybody's teeth? <laughs> Can you smile for me, please? Oh, no. Yeah. Can you smile for me, no. please? Yeah. Yes, no, yeah. And then he goes out and starts shooting the alleyway. Yeah, he just starts firing into the sky, doesn't he? Yeah, because you can hear hear the heartbeat of the killer. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's almost as if the script can't figure out how to show his anxiety, so we'll just do something that's 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 visual but cliche. I'm not sure the script understands what anxiety is. <laughs> and I'm beginning to think if you lock Stone up, it's probably be safer and just let the killer run probably. around. Yeah. Yeah. So back at the um, the back at the they go back to the police station again, don't they? Yep, yep, yep. And they're doing a they're at a shooting range, and Stone says the killer is a beast, and Durkin's like, "Why?" And then Stone shows him these massive teeth mold. And he's, "Well, what would you call a thing with teeth like this?" The 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 um, cliche of the shooting range scene. That's another one as well that we've got in there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And just before that, I have to point out, there's, there's two things in this movie that actually physically repulsed me. It was just before they go to the shooting range, The he's brushing his teeth and he rinses his mouth out with coffee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Made yeah. me physically repulsed. That bit. There's another bit in a bit. In, in is it because it you don't like coffee? It's because I don't like coffee and the idea of rinsing out, after brushing your teeth, so you've got toothpaste mm. in your mouth, and then you rinse yeah. it out with coffee. It, it, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. No? Too much. No. no. Well, maybe the the water's bad because, you know, London's flooded. So maybe you have to boil the water and he has a coffee addiction, so he just puts coffee in it while he's doing it. But they, they doing it, he's standing at a little fountain, isn't he? And he's running a little, a little fountain, a little like, fountain. With a little cherub. That's right. And he's running the toothbrush under the water of the fountain. Oh, it? so he's running. Well, yeah, but maybe it's not drinkable. It's still going in his plentiful. mouth, and he's not drinking the water he spit, anyway. He spits the coffee out. Spit it out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I yeah, think yeah. it's just right, to make him look like a right. maverick. You know. Yeah, it just makes him look stupid. He does. He does. So Stone ditches Durkin by throwing his keys into a puddle again. Another childish, <laughs> yeah, another childish act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then he... And then and then puts his thumb in his nose and goes blah, 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 and runs off. <laughs> catch me. You can't, can you? <laughs> oh, that's your catchphrase, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was at school, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then we meet Stone goes to meet Michelle. Yeah, we don't actually know it's Michelle because we cut straight to her, to Kim Cattrall mm-hmm. in this uh funeral of a guy who appears to have used his acting publicity shot on his mausoleum gravestone. <laughs> Well, you know, they make sure he looks why good. did they do that in films and TV? Why couldn't they just take a pic? Why did they never just take a picture of the of the character? Why did they used to just use the publicity shot? It's clearly got from the books. You see it a lot, don't you? You see it a lot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's he's kind of he's doing his uh, blue steel pose, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got that face just off angle. Yeah, that's my best side. Get that. <laughs> Get that side. And Michelle um, tells. Stone that he looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Always what you yeah, want to hear from fair enough. from from a lady, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then Michelle goes back to Stone's place, which basically is a shithole. 
and looks like the kind of place you would live in if you weren't married. Yeah, it, it looks like a hoarder's paradise, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's full of pigeons too. Yeah, which he can't do anything about apparently because he says he can't no. kill them. Yeah, so does he love animals? Well, he's killed a rat. He exploded a rat. Yeah, so another, another area that's not explored because no. people describe pigeons as rats of the sky, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, so you'd think so. he'd have no problem blowing one of those away, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Is it my imagination or is there zero chemistry between Kim Cattrall and Roger Hara in this movie? There's, n- there's not much, is there? No, there's not, no. Mm. I don't think it's any fault of the actors. I just think they've got nothing to work with. I think that, I was going to say that's what it is. And she's, um, she's almost Smoking got the Smoking hot? Oh, sorry. <laughs> she's almost got the same hairstyle that she had in Star Trek Six. Yeah. Mm. Love, me, love me some Vulcans. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> it's the ears, isn't it? Yeah. So she looks in, she looks in his fridge. Mm-hmm. And he just has chocolate in there. And then yeah. he, he falls yeah. asleep. And I'm thinking Blade Runner again. You know the scene where Rachel goes back oh, to the Oh, he's tinkling on the piano yeah. a bit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not as good. Not as good. No. no. <laughs> they should have put that on the poster. Like Blade Runner, but not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, you know. Be honest. Be up front. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we get sepia coloured flashbacks of uh, Stone with his ex-partner Foster mm-hmm. and outside Durkin is doing Tai Chi on top on of his hood of his car yeah yeah don't know don't know do you yeah. think maybe they said to the actor we need a shot of do you something. outside just do something yeah yeah do something it's yeah. like oh I'll do some Tai Chi mm-hmm. while Durkin sleeps Stone ties his shoelaces together, <laughs> continuing your opinion that he's very childish, <laughs> and then sounds a siren, making Durkin fall out of the car into the water. He's a dick, isn't he? He's not a... My next three words are, Stone's a dick. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> also, it's not original. It's in uh, 48 hours. Yes, it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, because uh, Eddie Murphy's asleep in the car and uh, I've forgotten the other actor's name. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte gets into the car and sounds his horn mm-hmm. to wake him up, making him jump. So so you're, you're showing shock that there's something in split second that's not original in this scene? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Did you sleep through the rest of the movie, Colin? You know? <laughs> Probably. Could have done. And Durkin tries to massage Stone until he pulls a, well, pulls a gun on him, but my notes say gin. Pulls a gin on him. (laughs) Pulls a gin on him. He's like, oh, thanks. There's my umbrella. I can see where your mind was. You were watching it. (laughs) And then they have a weird conversation where Durkin tells him that he has sex every night. Which comes up again for some unknown reason. And it's not like we meet Durkin. No. Wife, girlfriend, or whatever. Yeah, yeah very strange. Yeah. So they go to a bar for breakfast. Now, this flooding, it, it doesn't seem to have stopped the delivery of croissants and coffee. <laughs> well, they need I it. mean, are they, are they baking croissants in the pub? Yeah, maybe they are. Yeah, it's all homegrown mm-hmm. stuff, you know. That's fancy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then we, um, when we cut back to Michelle on her own in... Um, Stone's apartment. This is when we get the second mm-hmm. uh, thing that happens in this movie that actually made me physically wretch. When she goes to the fridge and there's all these chocolates just stuck to the fridge door. Oh, on the outside of the yeah. door, right? And she just yeah. takes one off and eats it. How long has that been there? Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that not how you store your that's chocolates? Not, that's, I think that's how you're supposed to store your chocolate, Colin. No. No, that's how people store chocolates. What, you stick it to the fridge? Yeah. Mm. Whoa, it's a common thing. Is Everyone it? does it. All right. Yeah. I don't. Why not? Because it's disgusting. No, no, because the dar is slightly cooler, so it keeps them cool. But the stickiness 
affixes the chocolate to the... You know I'm making this I, up. I was going to say... Trying, my... I can see your face. I was wondering, how far can I push this before you suddenly go, wait a this second. This is the thing. I'm looking at you thinking, is this a bit or is this real? I don't know. I can't work it out. I'll let him run. Oh, trust me. It's not a bit, but it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so you're wrong on both counts. Um, so Stone and Durkin go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another bar. What's probably the same bar redressed? Probably. What What is it with this movie and knights in white satin? It, it's you hear it a lot in this movie. It's a very popular. Well, it's the only song they bar. <laughs> it's the only one they could license. To be honest, Stone's not that bad, really, because he eats chocolate. He doesn't exercise, and then we find out that he loves a good fry up in the morning. He's obviously a hero, isn't he? Yeah, he is to yeah. you. If he, if he, well, he won't be. If he, if he switched coffee for beer, and was a bit more hygienic, mm-hmm. you, you'd be, you'd be all over him, wouldn't you? All over him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't work out whether there was a, a really strange backhanded compliment in what you just said, Colin. Well, there was. Oh, thank you. Really thank strange. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Michelle's taking a shower, isn't she? Yes. We get some control boobage. You know I was going to mention it. We do. Yeah. We do. We do. I feel like that was a thing for her that they, like, I wonder, I just don't know if how comfortable she must have been doing that because it seems like every director in every film that she ever did at that mm-hmm. period was asking for that. I, I think it goes all the way back to when she was in Porky's, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. While she's in the shower, we get the idea that the killer has turned up at the apartment. And stalking her. And he's stalking her, yes. And then back at the bar, they're alerted to an intrusion at Stone's That's place. Right. Who called that in? I, I assume it was probably a neighbour. They heard they the know? heavy breathing. <laughs> I don't know. The heartbeat. The heartbeat, no, they heard yeah. the heartbeat. It's like, what the hell is that thumping sound? <laughs> That's really loud. I'm going to report that. <laughs> Hello? Someone's playing the drums. <laughs> In my flooded apartment. Maybe the killer called it in himself to bring Stone there. Hmm? Oh, okay. That 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 works. That, that actually yeah. does work. Shame it's not in the movie. All right. No, no, mm-hmm. no. But when they get there, Michelle is uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Someone else that's being attacked. Stone, isn't it? yeah, it's a neighbour. Maybe that's the neighbour who called it in. Yeah. Yeah. So does does the killer bite Michelle? Yeah, because, well, before we find out that, they they burst in and there's a bit of a gunfight and Durkin gets blasted through a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets hit and then he goes out the window backwards through yeah. that glass, which was like cut his yeah. body up. Yeah, and then yeah. Falls, was it, two stories onto the concrete? That's right. So he's dead. Oh, he's got to be. Like, there's no be way dead. he's coming back because, yeah, be yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that. and this is where we get a glimpse, a first glimpse of the killer, and he's not human, you see. And, and there's another dead body in the bathtub, and this is where Michelle screams and runs in, and she says that she's been bitten. So, yeah. So he's bit, he's yeah. bitter on the way out, I guess. I mean, does does that go anywhere? It doesn't, does it? Does she, no. Does she start hearing the heartbeat as well? She doesn't, does she? No. No, I think it's just an excuse to make her scared, isn't it? Because she spends the rest of the movie screaming and and in in terror. I mean, she's she she mm. has nothing to do, mm. Kim Cattrall. In this movie. No, she doesn't. No, no, no. no. So, uh, this is where Stone suffers another anxiety attack as well. Yeah, when the ambulance arrives, he has apparently an attack and flashbacks to him and mm-hmm. Foster, and then Stone is in hospital. Yeah, and this is the where we get the reveal that he's got a scar down his arm from when he first encountered the creature when his per- when his partner died, and this is why he can right. hear the heartbeat because they're cyclically linked. Scratches do that. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the other day. I was uh, removing a hard drive from my computer, and uh, the corner of it. I could show you right there. It, it cut my thumb, and now 
I hear everything that's on my hard drive. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the, the images. You don't want to yeah, know. I'm terrified by that oh, idea. The horror. The horror. <laughs> well, my, my, my cat scratched me the other day, so, you know, I should be hearing his thoughts, clearly. Or maybe he's hearing yours. Oh, my God, the pop. He hasn't cat. been the same since, I have to say. He's been very strange. No. It's just, cat's like, oh, all, I, all I can think about is beer. No. Why is it? Why am I thinking about beer? I don't like beer. Oh no, no! And I, I desire to lick my own testicles. Why? <laughs> oh, I could do that. Oh, he hasn't got any. Oh, go on, say it. Yeah, well, yeah. There you. we so go. Okay. There it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this is where we know we now find out that Durkin isn't dead. No, I mean you would have thought. I mean, I guess he had special pants on that stop you being hurt by being blown out of a second-story window through glass and backwards onto a road. Like parachute pants. Something mm. like that, yeah. I don't know if that's the technical I term. think it is. Mm. Is it? Maybe it's those ones that um, Ice-T used to wear. You mean MC Hammer? Probably. Wow! Maybe he's wearing the ones that MC Hammer used to wear. Smooth. Very smooth. Uh, <laughs> so is that, is that a lyric? I don't know. It, it might well have been, yes. Um, and Durkin explains that this is, he, he talks about it, he thinks there's a psychic connection. And I, at this point, I'm like, sorry, what? No, what? Oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a... Now, this is a question I have for you, because revealing to the audience, you own this film. I do, yes. So I assume you've watched it a million times, you've examined it at a forensic level and you understand the plot points, the story, the characters, the development, the beats that flow through every scene. So, Paul, what the fuck is going on and what is he talking about when he's talking about the diagrams and the river and the tail pointing towards the Thames and the rats? No, I have seen this movie a number of times. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm waiting for your uh, wisdom. And in all honesty, every time this scene comes around, I'm not really listening. Oh. Because it's nonsense. <laughs> okay, you know, so, fair enough. Yeah. All right, so they go to Frasher's office mm-hmm. and they get a report that the killer has all the DNA of the victims. Yeah, and including his ex-partner. Ooh, yeah. Stone leaves and Durkin goes after him. And one of the problems with this film is that Stone doesn't tell Durkin anything, but in turn isn't telling the audience anything either. Yeah. So Stone thinks the killer is at the mark because the killer didn't get the heart of his last victim and would need it. That's right. Why? I mean... He sent a hat to Stone, so he clearly doesn't need him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like... Is he is he mailing them out to different people? No, I, I know that there are a lot of deleted scenes in this movie, and some of them turned up on a Japanese... Hang on, stay with me. Stand up a... No, no, I got it, I got it. There's a scene where Jessica Fletcher of Murder, She Wrote <laughs> opens a package and there's a hat. <laughs> and there's a whole episode of Murder, She Wrote... <laughs> I'm just saying that... Where she's tracking this killer down. Maybe there's some lines here and there in deleted scenes that explain some more of what's going on and we're, we're, you know, we're misjudging it. Ah, right. Well, I can only judge on what I see. So, if anything, it's a bad it's a bad edit. If if that's what you believe, then carry I on. I believed it, Colin. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, you know. <laughs> well, you didn't say you think or, or I feel. You said it is... A bad edit. Yeah, well, I make lots of statements. You know, I wouldn't. You do. I, do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't you do. put too much weight on. I no, don't. I didn't think so. Okay. It did feel weird when the chief told um, Durkin to watch your ass. It seemed like a, it just seems like a really strange thing to oh, say yeah, to yeah. someone. As Durkin's leaving, he says, "Watch your ass." I assume he means like, "Be careful," <laughs> because he's a dangerous part of the Not that he's going to suddenly grab him and bend him over the pool table <laughs> or anything. But it was a weird expression. It was. it was. And and again, I think this goes back to what you were saying. If it had been a chief that was shot and gone, "Watch your ass," exactly, you would have been like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I fine, get it. yeah." yeah. Mm-hmm. 
just it's just it's just yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. And slightly uncomfortable. Being bent over a pool table is. I will do it to you. Um, so th- I'm sorry, did you just say you will no, do it no, to I me? Said that, that will do it to you. No, don't, <laughs> oh, sorry. don't get excited. Okay. I wasn't getting excited. So the killer... <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, you sounded it. The killer, <laughs> the killer tries to... Uh, goes to try and take the heart from the last victim's body that's in the morgue. Now, I, I will say, right. I will say that I thought that this sequence looked quite striking, you know, with all the bodies being suspended in the plastic bags. It was a different look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Why are the bodies suspended? Maybe it's got something to do with the flood. We'll go with that. Yeah, there you go, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right. All right. And we get, in the morgue as well, we get a glimpse of a very young Jason Watkins, don't we? We do, yeah. Yeah, who kind of looks like Simon Pegg in that. He, do, he does a bit, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he does. But yeah. I, I've seen this film a few times. I, this is the first time I ever noticed that he was in it. Oh, well, there you I'm go. I'm sure he tells everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he does. I'm sure it's top Absolutely. of his CV. Wouldn't it be the top of yours? Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. In bold, yeah. in in comic font, <laughs> comic sounds. <laughs> so uh, we get a, a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Durkin says they're going to need bigger guns. Bigger fucking guns is what he actually says. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the, they start spouting again about the rat, the year of the rat and the Scorpio. And, and there's a thing running around London eating hearts to get the souls and take them to hell. I don't know where this stuff's come from. It appears from nowhere. And, and there's a very telling line when the chief guy reacts by saying, I don't believe this shit. <laughs> it's the most convincing line of the movie. I don't believe this yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the most convincing line of the movie, isn't it? Yeah. So do, we. So they go back to Stones. We, we should on. point out now that, because this is a, another cliche that we, that we skipped over, but gradually throughout the movie, Durkin is now starting to turn into Stone. Right, and 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 you, we get like the Durkin say something, and then Stone will kind yeah. of smile. Yeah, so they're, they're bonding. So say, yeah, they're bonding. He, yeah. You're bonding. Yeah, yeah. We go back to Stone's mm-hmm. place, and there's a hurt in the fridge now. Why not? I mean, there's only chocolate in there, yeah, so there's plenty of I room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's where I keep my hurts. Uh, there's water flooding the bathroom, and they're like, "Oh, oh what's going on?" They kick the door open and it's Michelle. She's she's in the bathtub acting nuts. She's had a shower. She's having she's having a bath now. Yeah, it's a, it's another attempt to give Kim Cattrall something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Durkin goes to the car to wait, but uh, vanishes and Stone has to go looking for him, leaving Michelle in the apartment with a gun. Yeah, and we start racing towards the finale now, don't we? Yeah, I, from here I find like. These bits are almost like, how do we separate? And even, I don't even understand why they separated Durkin and Stone, because they're only separated for like five yeah, seconds. Yeah, because he finds Durkin... Um, in a car, tied in a police up. car, tied up. Why, why did the killer why, tie Why him didn't up? he kill him? He's not, t- he's not <laughs> tied anybody else up. <laughs> and you've seen that killer's like massive claws as well. <laughs> He'd be like, he's like, hold still. Oh, this is it. Oh, do you know how to do a knot? <laughs> I didn't think this through, did I? <laughs> no, he's like, oh, yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, I know what's no going sense. on now. So he finds Durkin and he, he unties him, and Durkin's got an occult symbol carved onto his chest, which is a map. Which he doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem to notice. No, he's just kind of like, oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, what's that? I mean, it would hurt. You'd think right? so, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's a map that leads to where the killer's hiding out. Why would he give him that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here I am. Come find. See, it's like secret hideout. <laughs> but also, like, Michelle then screams. How they hear her screaming, I don't know. But they mm-hmm. do from the street. And they go running back. And all this is like, what, what is the no, point of any of this? Just to get us to the end. I mean, clearly the point is to get this map so they can then get yeah. to find the mm-hmm. killer. But it, it's just so stupid. They could have done it an hour ago and we could have been out. Yeah, why, why is the minutes. killer... I mean, the killer... 
the idea is that the killer's playing. I think I think the killer's seen the film and is completely <laughs> bored at this point and wants to be captured. <laughs> exactly. And has decided exactly. to just give up. It's like these guys are idiots. They've still not found me. I'm going around killing people. No one's seen me, and yet I'm this giant black creature with giant claws. So I give up. Here's a map. Come find me. Uh, and they 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 have to go and find this rat catcher guy, who's a new character that's introduced twenty minutes before the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Played. Yeah. Why didn't they just like? I don't know. Why didn't they make Ian Jury's character the one that helps them in the end? Yeah. The one that helps them in the end. Because they, they've got Michael J. Pollard playing, and he's doing his usual Michael J. Pollard shtick that he does in everything that you've ever seen him in. Right. And then they go down into the sewers, or whatever it is, and he's dead in the next scene. <laughs> it's like the most, the most pointless yes. cameo in movie history, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Ian yeah. Yeah, Ian Jury would have been a, it would have been a far more... Better choice, and at least then there would have been a reason to have yeah. Ian Jury in your movie because he's got something to do at the end of the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. So they find they find Michelle hanging in this spotlight, don't they? Yeah, because because the creatures decided not to kill her. Of course, but well, didn't kill Durkin either. So he's he's on a new uh, a new no. kick now. Is that yeah? He's totally changed his yeah. uh, yes. mo. All right, and um, there's a bit of a fight. We we do get a nice shot of the creature when it leaps out of the water. That was a nice shot. Although I'm pretty sure that that yeah. shot's in Aliens yeah. as well. Probably. I still don't know what the creature's <laughs> motive is. Um, is it just trying to wind Stone up? That's it. That's that <laughs> the best it? I've got. That's, I've got That's what they're all doing. Because they're, they're like, oh, he's, take, he's taking hats to get the souls and mm-hmm. take them to hell. Well, people die, they can go to hell anyway, if there is a hell. And clearly he's not taking hats be- all the time because he delivered That's one right. yeah. to stone so he could, and put one in the fridge. Yeah. So what's the point of this creature? What's it, it doing? It, it, it shouldn't have it been a from? creature. It shouldn't Why have been it a exist? creature, should it? It should it have been do? an actual person. Because at least yeah. then you've got and, yeah. and uh, keep all the occultism and psychological, keep it all psychological. You know, don't explicitly say it is a creature from hell. It's just some guy. Well, and then you can decide whether yeah. it's real or not. He believes it. You know, right. much more interesting yeah. way to go down than this. But they wanted a creature, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody did. There's another nice shot when it's raking its claws through the down the roof of the. Of the train, as well. That was that was quite a nice shot. Yeah. Yeah, in the underground. Yeah. yeah. How has nobody seen this creature wandering around? That's true. Exactly. Why has no one seen it? So I mean, again, it would have been far more interesting if you wanted to have it as a supernatural creature than have it something that could possess people. Would have made more sense. Yeah. 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 Or maybe it wanted disguise, like put a red nose on. <laughs> And people are like, what kind of clown are you? Murder's breast kind? Just one red nose, all black. So he kills the creature and he rips its heart out. He does, yeah. Yeah. And then he then yep. he electrocutes it. And at that point, it looks like a very cheap venom. Do you know what? I was thinking, what this really reminds I know it reminds me of Alien, but it reminds me of something else as well. And you've just hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. You'd, you'd think I'd get that, yeah, wouldn't you? Venom. Considering. Yeah. You you would yeah considering but yeah, I didn't yeah. you got it yeah. and that's yeah. it yeah that's the end that's of split it. second wow so Paul what do you think of the film that you made me watch <laughs> for a split second I feel like we've we we've whimpered out there at the end don't we, we, we like it's just kind of died you know <laughs> oh well let's be exactly, honest the film whimpers out uh, look I do own this movie. As you pointed out, I'm looking. You do on this, but what? Why did you buy it? Not, not to like. Judge well, I'll get you, to that. But I am. Uh, it's not oh, right. even some crappy DVD that I own. I actually own it on Blu-ray. Look, I know it's a bit of shit. All right. Um, it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Got a bad script. Yeah. 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 People in it aren't bad. They've just got nothing to work with, really, as you said. Because we know they're not bad. 
we know Rebecca Howard is not a bad actor. We know Kim Cattrall's good. You know, Pete Postlethwaite. All these people are good. Uh, and on here, the actor uh, who played Dick Durkin being named. I can't remember his name, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. Don't, don't know what he's been in since Honestly, then. with a better, a bit of a better rewrite and a, a bigger budget, as I said before, there's, there's a good movie here trying to get out, but it's swamped by everything else that's in it. Rutger right. Howe, he's, he's good in it. He is good in it. I like him in it. Don't look at me like that. And I like the idea of a partially submerged London. I think that could go somewhere in a in a better movie as well. Yeah, if only we saw a partially submerged London and not a puddled London. I know it's not good, all right. <laughs> but we've all got those little crappy movies that for some reason we enjoy and we struggle to justify it to ourselves yeah. sometimes, why we enjoy them. But we do. Mm-hmm. And this is one of mine. Yeah, yeah. This is your. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I know. Go on. Fact you do, Colin. Not all the movies I like are brilliant. <laughs> all right. And uh, I know it's not a hit, right? I'm not. I'm not. Right. Oh, oh, because I'm okay. not a madman. All right. So this is. So this is. So this is one of those weird. It's not a hit, but I like it. Kind I of do things. like this movie more than I should. I know that, but it's not oh, a hit. Right. No. Okay. You. And I dread to ask. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of the best films I've seen. <laughs> I, ha- I have to say, I think it, even though like it's limited in size and sets, I think the sets look good. Yeah, because they've had, they've had to work with what they've got, haven't they? Yeah, but, but it, I can see that like $4.5 million of the budget was spent on Rutger Hua and the rest was spent <laughs> yeah. on... Yeah. The design, I think the production design looks mm-hmm. really good. I like the vehicles, and and it, I know we've we've joked about it being like a puddled London rather than flooded, but I still think it looks nice, and it, it looks like a miserable shoot because it's gonna be wet. Oh all yeah, the I was time. thinking that as well. Yeah, it, 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 the actors must have been just looks miserable. Out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, everything's mm-hmm. dirty and grotty, and I, and I, and I, I enjoyed that. The script's rubbish. It does. It just reads like something a five-year-old threw together after watching a bunch of mm-hmm. '80s movies. Um, you said the actors in it are okay. They're all right, but it's hard to say because they're not given mm-hmm. much to deal with. Um, for me, it's it's no. not a hit. Yeah. No, I I I I grew weary of it quite easily. The one of the good things about it is it's bloody short. Yeah, it's about ninety minutes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Enjoyed that bit. <laughs> More of those, please. <laughs> it's like yeah. we're out. Woo-hoo. Oh, well, that's that's that. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a curious. It film. is. I think partly that that's one of the reasons why I kind of like it because it is it it is a very strange mm. film in a lot of ways. All right. Well, that's it for split second. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the themes and the songs from all the films and the TV shows that we've reviewed on our Spotify playlist. You can also sponsor us on Patreon. And for me, that's goodbye. Bye. <laughs>